Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about us, uh, and uh, in our spotlight we're going to look at can bees help build soybean yields? In our Ag History Minute, we're going to talk about corn breeding. Cool beans, that's corny. We'll have some current events, and we'll wrap it up with some GDU updates. So with me today are Todd Schomburg. Hey, everybody. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Bill Schomburg. Hey, guys. And I am Matt Brueger, all with Tilt Agronomy. So we've had our first week of sports, and basketball starts tomorrow. Tonight? Tonight? Tomorrow. Tonight. Last night. Yeah, Thursday night, yes. Thursday night. Tonight of the recording, last night of when you're probably when hearing you're, this. When you're yes. listening to this, yes. We've got to stop doing that. <laughs> or explain ourselves better, yeah. at least. But yes, to The Bucks last play night. Friday night. Friday night, night. yeah. Yep. So that'll be cool. Yeah, Bucks back. Lakers Clippers tonight, they're saying that's the possible finals. I'm going to watch really? that. Well, the... That'd be the Western Conferences. Oh, got it. Possible team, one of those two. So, all right, all right. And the Bucks. Yeah, I mean Buck, I'm Bucks. It's Bucks and everybody else, right? Oh, yeah. I mean Bucks are sure. winning the East for sure. I mean, it's got to be hard to imagine we don't. And Giannis was hurt when we went into COVID, so yeah, should be nice. And he w- and he was that kind of hurt where it's like he's banged up, but nothing's like super serious. Right. But he needs some time off, so he definitely got time off. Is Connaughton out of the bubble or in the bubble? In the bubble? He's off the for, bubble? he's healthy. He's back. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So is Bledsoe. Yeah, Bledsoe, Bledsoe was back before Connaughton before. by like a week, I think. But yeah, they're both back, ready to go. You can't play without Air Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Full week of Brewers now. Yep. Yeah. Three and three. So yeah. batting five hundred. I, I was super disappointed. Like last Friday, I was so excited to go watch the Brewers, and they just didn't play they, they didn't play was, well no. i mean opening day they were not pretty it was yeah wednesday's Qu- night game was great good pitching duel and yeah yep. the question i have is friday one o'clock start against cardinals is are the brewers gonna allow people to tailgate in the parking lot before the game before the game i don't see them being able to stop you all that well why? They just put the gates up. I feel like they could stop. I don't feel easily. like them. <laughs> I don't feel like let you in. I don't feel like they are going to want to stop you. That I much. bet you if they charge twenty dollars a car, that half that parking lot would be full. I would say more than half. I honestly think it would fill up. I mean, maybe I'm a little bit optimistic because I see how the up. I know a Packer Stadium or the Packer parking lot would fill up, no doubt, for twenty bucks a car. Uh, I think the Brewers would too. Honestly, heck, we. We tailgate when we go watch Packer practice. Yeah. Is there rules against tailgating? Because I wouldn't think that. I mean, just no fan attendance in the stadium. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't see why you wouldn't be able to. Socially distanced tailgating like every other spot you can take up. Yeah, if they did 20, they could even charge more if they put like a couple big projectors out. Yeah. You could watch the game game. in the parking lot. It's too bad you can't see the big screen really from anywhere around no. it easily, no. even with like the that was back walls open. But that's what the way Yuke was talking when he was calling some of those games. They were watching it on the big screen, so that'd be pretty sweet. It, it blows me away. Yuke calls away games from his yeah, box in from, Miller Park. So did he do that last year too, or is just no, for COVID because yeah. he's of his age? So is the other guy with him? 
I think they the got other a announced? screen like hey, well, uh, well, okay. he's in a different Flexi. press box across. Yeah. Well, right across yeah. the stadium, they, yeah. just, they wave at each other. Yeah, what's the, like his binoculars? What's, like, what's the other guy's name? Well, there's two of them. Yeah, I don't. I always get confused because um, it's just like Euchre and one's the Lane other guy. Grindle. Lane Grindle. Okay, the other guy, Jeff Levering. Levering. There you go. See, see how hard we had to work. <laughs> like Euchre is just Euchre. He's I mean, just man. that guy. Yeah. It, Yuke is honestly one of those one of those things that when he passes on or when he fit really calls it quits on announcing baseball, it's gonna hurt. I and mean, that's my childhood. Yeah. Like his voice was in our house every day all summer. Packers, who was who's the voice of the Packers? Larry McCarron or oh, Wayne, Larrabee. Wayne Larrabee. No, you got to go back to Jim the and original. Max. Yeah, Jim and in the nineties they had Max like, McGee, Jim and Irwin, and Max Jer- McGee. Oh, they, it was. They were great. I was. I'm too. Was, I'm a little no, bit too old, too young for that. No, it was '96. I don't great. really remember. I start remembering Packers, and it was Wayne Larravee and Larry McCarron. They just had their like 20th year together, 25th year together, and, or something like that last and year. That would be exactly when I about yeah. when I started. Like four or five years old is when I started being able to remember. So. That was the big deal when he started. When Larravee started, because he did Bears games forever, and like ooh. Got this guy from Chicago coming in. <laughs> Says Wayne Larravee, the voice of the pack. Oh my god, I'll, I can I can hear that in my sleep most nights. There is your dagger, and and the guy from the Badgers, him too. Oh, LePay, oh, yeah, yeah, Matt LePay. He's my oh. absolute favorite. Yep, yeah, he's good, and he's he's been around a while now. I feel like it's oh yeah, easily oh, as long as I can remember paying attention. So, but we got we got three heavy hitters in Wisconsin. I feel like. Touchdown Wisconsin gives me goosebumps every time. Yep. Yep. I do I do like the uh Yankees baseball broadcast radio broadcaster. His uh his home run calls are fantastic. You know, like all rise, here comes the judge. Like that was good. Mark Teixeira, I remember him hitting a home run once. He goes, You're on the mark, Teixeira. And I thought that was so funny. <laughs> so yeah, he's good. Good. I should know his name too. Um I know it because I looked it up last week, uh, but I can't think of it right now. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. All right. So this week we decided to talk about ourselves. That's not at all weird for us, but <laughs> whatever. <clears throat> so we are going to just kind of talk a little bit about how we got into agriculture and some other stuff. Not Nothing too fancy. So Todd, you want to start us off? I get to start? Sure. Ooh. I don't I don't know how you get introduced to agriculture. I just feel like you just live it, right? I mean, we just grew up with it. Well, you grew up on a farm. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, then difference. you just it's just like like your life all the time. So like ninety percent of the state, right? You don't. You just it's there every day. You just go to work and you just do. Yeah. Just do it. So I mean, I guess that way. That's what I think is cool about agriculture is you don't necessarily always get introduced. Matt, though, how would you have gotten introduced into ag? Uh, driving tractor for my uncle. Yeah. He'd, yeah. He'd stop after school and like during haymaking or whatever. And you'd like, yeah, hey, hey, stop doing homework. Like here, just come, yeah, <laughs> jump on this tractor and just need you to tr- take this wagon here and go there and like, okay. Yeah. Go out your backyard, jump on the tractor. How, how old were you guys when you sold the cows, Bill and Todd? We, I was college. No, I was past college. So yeah, it was. You guys would have been tennis years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Also, back when you were twenty-one. No, we. Yeah. No. (laughs) But no, we were. We were growing. So we had kind of done it all through. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest problem with the way our farm went is when I went off to college, they decided to buy a big square baler. That was the best. 
That was specifically to scorn Bill for Bill just remembers going off to college, and then he doesn't remember, like, yeah, but then all of a sudden, then I had to do a bunch more work when he left, so it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and we got the big square baler. It was, that was pretty sweet. It was life changing. Pitching small bales. Yeah. I think we still did some, but it was definitely much, much less. Yeah. Although that, that did teach you a lot of work ethic and perseverance. Small bales was always great, too, because it was like, dad would be like, hey, go get all your buddies to try to come help yeah. and small square bail with us and we'll pay them some money. And You know, I, d- I didn't mind doing, like when I was in high school, we used to do it for cash in the summer. And I did actually, like, I thought it was kind of cool, you and five buddies and you guys just went and hung out for a couple hours at night. You know, I didn't have to live it every day, but it was like a nice little hangout, you know, and we got paid to hang out together. You know, kinda, it was kind of cool that way, I thought. In between loads, because when you were unloading, you weren't yeah. hanging out. Either. no. You were yelling at each Going other. Going as fast yeah, as possible fit, yeah. to throw You bales. idiot, get out of my way. Yeah, it was more like that. Yeah. Stop burying us with the elevator. Yep. Well, it was fun, though, when the kids would show up with shorts. And you're like, ooh, bad <laughs> that's, move. Bad that's going to hurt. Bad move. Yep, yeah. you're going to pay for that one. Like, yeah. And then when they tease me for wearing pants all the time, it's like, yeah, that's that's why. Yep. Nah, shorts weren't so bad. Were you, you, you rocked the, the shorts? In the mall, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No, it's, I just. I was, I, a big, I was a big cutoff guy. Ridiculously hot in the mall. I was a big yeah. cutoff guy, and I remember people being like, "You got to wear long sleeves to bail hay," and I was like, eh, "I'll I'll take the I'll take the scuffs on the arm." That's yeah. those little scratches heal pretty fast. Yeah, it, well, was, it did like the men from the boys kind of thing. You know, you'd have those buddies from the city that were like, "Oh yeah, I can do that," and then after the first load, they're like, "My mom's totally coming to pick me up." Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like we're we're done, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. My, Is this my, it? It's like no, there's like of them. yeah. My mom oh. called and said the dog ran away. I need to go home now. <laughs> How did you guys unload kick bail bales? No, or? we never had a kick bail. So they had a double always, handling of the. Yep, yep. I I didn't mind that. I I've unloaded kick bail loads. And I hate it. Like they would all be yeah wonky in there, broken, and I would take. I agree. I don't think the they was tight either. Like sure. our uncle no, would just he would get those bales nice. No, you couldn't get them tighter. They would just burst. Yeah. you know when they'd kick them all. So you were a kick bailer, Matt. Yeah, all the most of the loads I unloaded were yeah. kick bales. Which yeah, they get wedged weird and stuff sometimes, but but it'd be nice though too, and you can just go bail whenever with one guy and right, and then load so layers. So you'd have yeah, all the wagons ready pretty much at the same time, and then just unload them. I always uh, I always liked doing like third crop bailing because it usually lined up with wheat harvest, which meant you got like two Ooh, loads of straw mixed straw. in. Oh, yeah. yeah, so you got two nice easy loads because you I mean. You still got paid for being there, so if you could get two nice, easy loads where you know the bales were forty-five pounds, maybe as opposed to ninety, that was that was always awesome. We never bailed straw; we always chopped it, so we didn't get that fun. We only bailed a few when for the fair. For the fair, yeah, we got to bail a few for the fair, right? And so that we bailed like a bunch, and then just every year we take a few away. So, yep, not much, much uh, straw bailing on Ida Wild Farms. So, question though: gloves, no gloves, no gloves, no gloves. Wow, no gloves, no gloves. Freedom. I never wore gloves. The Garveys. Yeah. Uh, no. Callous hands. No, Grandma, Grandma, and Grandpa Garvey. They try to force gloves on me every time I do anything. So they're big glove people, but I don't like them at all. So, but like, if I go to pull the their trash cans in for them, they're like, "Do you need a pair of gloves?" <laughs> like, they're my Grandma and Grandpa are big on the gloves, but. Uh, in in my grandpa's defense, he is missing the end of multiple fingers. So 
one one is pretty drastic. The other ones are just like tips are kind of missing, but one he's he's missing a full knuckle. So, you know, he's he's big glove guy. Okay. Mine were the yellow gloves with the uh, red. The yellow jersey. Yeah. yeah the, from Fleet. Oh, what brand were those? If I remember a lot of those, yeah. yeah. My, still, still wear them today. Grandma and Grandpa were always the brown jersey gloves. You know, yeah. the, like the it was like the ten pack for like two ninety nine. Like that was mm-hmm. the big, the big glove. If I wear them ever, I wear the uh, the PVC coated nylon gloves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, steel. Oh, here's here's another one that I think farmers. I think they're pretty divided on this. Steel toe or no steel toe in your work boots? Steel toe. Was it? No, yeah, steel, steel toe. toe. Yeah. Yeah. Not on the farm. No. Yeah, I know. I think that's, to me, that's crazy why you wouldn't, but I see a lot of farmers and they're like, no, nah, just a leather leather boot. After you good. get your foot stepped on milking cows a couple times, you roll the steel toe. I, I would always worry about that. Yeah, I just, they'd step on you and you just slowly push them away. Yeah, and I wasn't worried about getting stepped on. I was more about getting kicked. Yeah, and yep. the steel toe wasn't going to do shit. No, for yeah. <laughs> not unless, not unless you strap steel toes to your inner thigh. Yeah, you know. Yeah, a uh, big big divisive issue in farming: steel toe or not steel toe boots. Yeah, so they won't get you into a Bucks game. That's for sure, right? Bill? They won't. <laughs> they will not. Before Conf- the Bucks closed down, we confirmed. Bill and I. Well, the only Bucks game we've been to in a while, and another person was with us and. We got in past security and we said, "Hey, where's, where's the guy we're with?" And yeah, he was in the separate line, getting because uh, he had steel getting toes. Wanded. Yeah, a full, wanded, a, full so. a full cavity search. Yeah, yeah. After <laughs> after we had to run his jackknife, <laughs> jackknife back, back to the to the, to the car <laughs> when he realized he had the jackknife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Walking down the mean streets of Milwaukee, and also he pulls a knife out of his pocket, and we're like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I gotta." I forgot I had my jackknife. I got to run that back. So, and it wasn't like a normal jackknife. It was probably some from you know his grandpa. Or something. It was like his favorite jackknife. Yeah, yeah, like we couldn't just toss it in the garbage walking by. We had to run it back, which was fine. That's a that's a thing that I've noticed is a I think it it's a a country thing and even more specifically an agriculture thing to have a a knife oh, yeah. in your it's, pocket a hundred percent. Here's the question: Is it leatherman or jackknife? Uh I'm a big I'm a big oh, you're a jackknife. I'm a big jackknife guy. Matt's Leatherman, yeah. Matt's a multi-tool. Who's that? What we got to call it? The multi-tool. multi-tool. No, no free ads for Leatherman. Yeah, it has a knife with it. So no, it's. I got I got the new spring assist from from uh, I think this is a Gerber, and I really, it's like you know I feel like a real tough guy because it like it flips the closest you would get to a switchblade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the reason I carry the Leatherman is I like the pliers aspect of it. Yeah, I use the pliers just as much as I use a knife. So my my thing my thing always with the Leatherman was I felt like if I lost one, it was a bigger loss than losing sure. a jackknife. Like it hurt more to lose a. And I I mean I'm pretty pretty consistent on the loss thing. I lose a lot of them. <laughs> so just don't lose it. Yeah. The other day I looked in the um in the laundry room and there was. Um, nine knives above the washing machine <laughs> that have come out of my pockets. So I just, every once in a while, I can't find any more knives. I have to go to the laundry room and pull one off the pile. It's an expensive habit for you. See, <laughs> all the knives that you have that you don't know where they are is probably as much as your Leatherman. Once a year, is like... Is it knives for somebody pulling sunglasses for other people that you lose that much? Because you, you don't lose sunglasses very much the way... Me? Yeah. No, I but I also buy expensive sunglasses, yeah. so I like so can't... I buy the, like, the cheapos, and I don't care when I break them or lose I, them. Yeah. I buy Oakley sunglasses, and I if I can't find them, it's like I have a panic attack. I'm like, I need to find these sunglasses. <laughs> so, 
anyway, are are you guys apparently getting paid too much for buying Oakleys? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, who knows? See how this episode goes. That'll be the real determining factor, right? <laughs> so, are you guys crops, cows, or both? I feel like this one's a no-brainer. I, mm, I, for me, why aren't why why aren't you milking cows then? Oh, because they were they were <laughs> they were sold when I was four years old. That's yeah. part of the problem. You could start a new dairy. Nah. Come on. Could I? Then you're not you that much of a cow guy. No. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm both. I don't. I'm not like you know. Some guys just they really don't like one or the other, and I'm, I'm, I'm both. Like I, I really enjoy being around animals. So, some guys really don't like being around animals. So, I guess that's my two cents on it. I don't know what you guys think. If you guys really liked having the cows around, or you guys would rather just run tractors. And that's more of a. To me, it's like not a 50-50 both. It's like a 80-20 probably for me, the crops versus cow. Because I like the cows. I just wasn't very good. Like I couldn't, like cow judging, Those, oh, yeah. I was terrible at it. Like I just didn't have the knack for it. Like the guy next to me would give oral reasons. I'd be like, yeah, that one looks better because it does. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a big udder. Yeah. It's, is that a yeah, good thing? It's, it's top line is straight. Yeah, no, so that was always just, to me, like, judging always sort of sorted out that who who was a true cow guy and yeah. who was it, and those guys could walk all over me on that, and I just would just, like, oh, yeah, I like cows, but not not enough to come up with some of the reasons they came up with. Yeah, I was all right milking for a while, but to do it every day, I just didn't appeal to me. I I give any and all the farmers listening that milking every day that's really cool how you know the discipline it takes to do that and and what they do is great and i i enjoy milking when we you know when we me and matt milk the last time i milked was with matt and when we were helping out your uncle that time and yeah yeah it was good to do it again so it's a skill you don't lose like i mean it's like riding a bike (laughs) You don't milk for a while, and yeah, there may be like a little bit of rust. You get a knockoff, but once you get going, it's... It was odd, though, that it, like we we never stripped out cows before putting milkers on that I remember. Did we ever, Bill? A little bit, not much. Yeah. Whereas like you go somewhere else and to get the like their protocol down. Yeah. Of, okay. You know, I want... Like some people don't post it either, and we always post it, and so that was interesting when you go somewhere else. Of like, and okay, now I got to remember this is how we did it. But some people just wash the teat versus do it. Some people do dip before and after. Yeah. Some people wash the teat and then post dip. Oh, that's how you do it. Well, I guess that works too. But yeah. That's, that's the way. not how we did yeah, it. That's, that's how, how Todd. That's how Todd. That's how no. Todd is on all the farms he goes no, to. Now I he goes, oh, that. that's no, it. No, no, I do whatever. Yeah. It is cool to see the differences, though. Like, the every farm is so, like, different in what their philosophy is. What blows me away, like, from 30 years ago when we were milking cows in a stanchion barn is how much more technical milking a cow is today with the protocol and how they test the milk for months and just different things that are indicators. And now you just throw the robots in there and how much more data that comes from a robot barn than what, I mean, we just milk the cow and the tester lady would come once a month and we'd get the little bottle and she'd tell us how much that cow produced and life went on well, that was the worst day testing day yeah i was always like oh man yeah, it slows gonna, things yeah down. it's gonna take longer and it's just yeah it was a pain <sighs> yeah <sighs> no i didn't no worst day todd was milk milk oh pipeline oh, washing pipeline. oh yeah 
That day sucked. Yep. Whitewash day. Whitewash no, day white, wasn't We bad. didn't do whitewash. You, didn't, you didn't have to do anything. No, they right. came, it was, they just came in and did it. It was no, wash the like, pipeline like when you'd have the to take, inspector would come. Yeah, you'd have to take like wet rags and just clean a stainless steel, very long pipe that was too very, tall. Like full of like, fly poop and really tall. So, yeah, it was... Gotcha. Around the trainers. Around yeah. the cow trainers. They were off. The hope, hopefully were off. Yeah. Hopefully. That was always the worst when you... They forgot to... When, yeah, somebody forgot to turn off the trainers, then you go to milk a cow and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> it's right by your that's face. A, that's so. on. All right. <laughs> right by your face. You, you go to move it and you're just like getting a zap. Yeah. <laughs> that and getting slapped in the face by the... Oh, switched the tail. The face. A, yeah. sh- a shitty tail. Yeah. That was great. Yep, nice. Either it was either a turd club on the end of the tail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> turd club. <laughs> or it was that urine-soaked fine yes. hair that yes. just Which like is... whipped you right in the eye. Yeah. Uh, and that's talking poop with Tilted Ground. <laughs> Both of those weapons are pretty nasty. Because, yeah, yeah, the turd club yeah. would hurt. The pee, the... the pee wisp or the poop club. Mm-hmm. Either one, not enjoyable. I think the cows, you know, for crop guys, cows are like just the necessary evil, right? Because... They're the money makers to some yeah. degree. You got to have them, and we're we're feeding cows. We're growing forage, high quality forage for cows. So, cows or crops. I think Todd, you're right. The eighty twenty rule is probably. What are you for at, me Matt? as well? Are you? Uh, yeah, I'd I'd say eighty twenty, maybe eighty five fifteen. It's. I I was always much rather be in the field than be in the barn. That's a good way to explain it too. Is where where would you rather be in a field or in the barn? And yeah, that's a good way to say it. So FFA or 4H? And I was. Can I say both? Can some both of you did both. both. Yeah. yeah, I just did 4H. I was a, I was an FFA kid. Just cause, because <laughs> my parents didn't want to take me to 4H meetings when I was younger, so I didn't get to do 4H. And then when I got to high school, you could be an FFA. And so I was like, okay, I'm an F- I'm an FFA now. So well, I know it's changed now a little bit. Some do younger ages with FFA, but yeah, if you waited for FFA, that was only high school, so you, yep. right. you didn't really do much until then. And you guys all showed at the fair. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. All dairy. No beef. Beef, beef and dairy. Well, we but, never. But did. It was, you did dairy. I too. did be both. Yeah, but it was be- beef too. Was usually like a Holstein. I don't think we ever had any. No. Holstein steers. Holstein steers. I mean, it wasn't. Which usually look. Some of them look quite dairy like. Dairy esque. Yeah. Yeah. I did so, dairy and sheep. Sheep. Yeah. And then other projects too, like woodworking and swine. Swine. Swine baby. Yeah. The easy one where you just gotta basically hit them with a cane as they walk <laughs> through a tunnel. Just yeah. <sighs> a lot of work goes into that one. I know. No, oh, it's pretty rough. Coming up with the names probably the hardest. Training training pigs is not easy and i was never that good at it so i can't say i worked that hard but i the kids who if you go and watch the kids who are good at showmanship for hogs that is hard like getting them to walk briskly by your side with their head up even though you're reminding them all the time it's still like if if you ever let a pig out before they just go buck wild they're not (laughs) hanging around they're just they're gone just snorting and running like that's what they're into so the kids who can keep a pig right by their side and you showed pigs, didn't you, once or twice, Matt? No, no, oh, okay, just sheep. Yeah, never my, pigs. Mine oh. were the ones that literally you let them in the pen and they were zoom to the other corner. Well, dairy cow can be that way too. I've I've watched calves run right through a barbed wire fence to get away from you. Yeah, so beef cattle. 
Uh, that's beef, wild. Yeah, beef can get that's, crazy too. Yep. Sheep's great because you just basically put it in a headlock, yeah, a, no, a loose headlock, and kind of a WWE move. The I think whole that's time. what intrigued me so much was like no halters. You just kind of like stood there with the sheep. So that's why I did it for a couple of years. But as we discussed earlier today, I know nothing about sheep. I have no concept of what a sheep is or how they work. Zero clue. I don't understand them at all. So that wasn't for me. They have wool. Yep. Yeah. That's the usefulness. And so you take when I would wash my sheep at the fair, you would take wool light, like the like the laundry the detergent, and that's what you washed it with. Yeah, I mean, really, it's, it's wool. All right, there you go. No tide, no. Uh, nope, you're not rubbing a tide pod all over. <laughs> there were no <laughs> tide pods at that time. Tide. Here, go sheep, eat this tide pod. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> now it's clean on the inside and the outside. <laughs> it's also dead, but that's fine. So, what was your favorite 4H slash FFA fair memory. Like, what sticks with you when you think about 4-H FFA and showing at the fair? Making your dad cry. A uh, week off yeah, work to hang out at the fair with my friends. Nice. You made him cry, Matt. Matt <laughs> made him laugh so hard. Yeah. He cried. It was that was a good time. that was the thing about the fair is by like Friday you're just so overtired because yep. you're you're up all <clears throat> early in the morning. You're going home late at night and. You still got your chores to do at home. Yeah, so I got a little bit of a I pass fair week. I didn't, but you guys did. A <laughs> little bit of a pass fair week, but so yeah, you were you were just kind of like burned out. Everything everything was funny. But one year at the fair, um Y one hundred was had like a trailer or something. And the night before was the country concert, so they were there sponsoring it, whatever. Somebody tried to break into the Y one hundred booth. And a friend of ours and another guy like saw it, called it in, and they had to give a police report. Well, our friend's initials are BS. And so he's telling us this story like Friday morning about, yeah, I had to go down, and every time I goofed up, like if I, because it was like two in the morning, I have to scratch it out and put my initials. And I said, oh, so your report was full of BS. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, because we were all so tired, it was just the funniest thing ever. You just lost it. And we were laughing, and your dad was laughing so hard, he started to cry, like tears were coming out of his eyes. So that's. I just remember, I remember being early morning in the wash racks on like show day at like, I remember getting up at like 4.30 to be there by 5.30 to like be in the rack by 5.45. Oh yeah, it was, com- it was competition to get there first and, to yeah. get your animals washed. And the water's cold. And you're in. I remember. I did. I did always wear my tilt agronomy scouting bibs nice. with my boots to try and stay a little bit dry. I still ended up soaked every time, but like that. And um, the kid, the younger kids, you know, their parents are basically doing all the work for them, or like, you know, they're monitoring the work. Where the older kids, it's just like, yep, my parents dropped me off and we're getting this done, you know. And like, it's kind of crazy. And I remember one morning, kind of sitting there just looking around and it is absolute chaos all around there's water flying there's pigs squealing and just being like you know this is kind of cool like this is kind of cool that we get to do this this is something that lots of kids don't ever get to experience and this well, is a good and even this a good year thing. didn't get to you know with shows being modified or canceled yep. so yeah fortunately even this year the 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 wash rack get your pigs clean then run out to the car and change clothes in the middle of the fair parking lot and then rewash your animal because they crap. Yep, and sat in it. That while was you were gone. Yeah, and that's the next while part. You were yep, gone changing your clothes. And you'd come back to the pen, and one pig would have shit on the other, or pooped. Sorry, on the other one, like four times. And you're just like, 
are you guys kidding me? Like, and now you're in your show clothes. So you're like, oh, I can't go back to the wash rack. I just remember some of that stuff being like, yep, this is, this is, this is the stuff, man. It's the life, huh? This is what dreams are made of. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the incentive not to have too many dairy cattle down at the fair. Because by the time you would move them back in and then come back and it's like, oh, you just sat in that. <sighs> All right. Then you, you just yeah. endless cycle of the wash rack. Get it together. Get it together, cows. So, but in the in the dairy barn, that's when we would clean out the the <clears throat> the beds too. So you'd re redo sawdust and straw and everything while you had them all out on the wash rack. So, yep, that was a lot of work. It was fun. Anybody go to state fair? Animals? I never went to state fair. I did co- once with animals, and it's always like the well, yeah, with animals. That cow, I remember her well because I think I had bought her. And her name was Lana, and she was the worst Lana. one to show. She was a good cow. No, I mean, she she was a nice cow, but she laid down in the state fair ring. Oh. <laughs> which was pretty brutal. What a so, beast. Yeah. She just she, thought you wanted to ride. No, she definitely was, she had was checked out. The, har- the hardest animal I had to show ever, and she was the best one. And, yeah, just didn't. I, I think it, she did third at she, state fair. Yes. So it wasn't. She was a diva. Yeah, she, she knew. Diva. She knew she was good. She was fabulous, and she knew it. Yeah, and just, you needed to just show up, Todd. Yeah, no. She was, was so tired. You were stressed her out. Brought her to a new place. She just wanted to lay and down you, for you a had, few minutes. You hadn't even bought her a cream puff yet, so that was pretty rude of you. Stay fair though. Remember when you went? Remember how it was like those open dorms, or just like yeah. bunks, barrack yeah. style. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the new when they and, redid and that whole thing. My only year, yeah, like. The first year I went was the first year at the new one. It was just awesome. So, but I didn't know what the old one was even like. But yeah, it was just basically like a bunkhouse, and it like, now it was like a hotel room. Now, I like mean, if you think of. about like on TV when they have like a like a military show or whatever, not like a documentary, but just like a sitcom or something, where the bunks are just lined up. That's how the dorms were. Like an episode of Mash. Yeah. yeah. It's like a camp, like going into camp and you <laughs> just got, yeah, in holes. Like Did you ever see the movie Holes? Yeah, where they're like just that. like bed cots in a tent. That was it. Shia LaBeouf before he went crazy. Yes, Camp Green Lake with no lake. All right. Well, I think we'll move into our next section here, but hopefully you learned a little bit more about us, and it wasn't too boring for you to hear us reminisce about good. fair and everything else. So now we'll move into our spotlight. And our spotlight today, we're going to talk about can bees build soybean yield? So it's the argument of how much we need pollinators, and I think we all can agree pollinators are important. I was a pollinator yesterday. You, yeah, you covered in corn pollen, were you? Yeah, it was bad. You pollinated the inside of your truck. I pollinated my scalp. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I needed like when I took a shower last night, the water was yellow. You had you had honey mustard water. Yeah, you know it's good when you blow your nose and the <laughs> Kleenex is just yellow. I'm like, oh, mm. I went without a hat and some corn for like a day, and my hair was like sticky at the end of it. You know what I'm saying? There's so much pollen in it where your hat kind of protects the top of your head. So it's don't like when do that. Pollen again. mixes with sweat. It makes this it's sort like of a paste. paste. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. A good thing it hasn't been hot, so I haven't had any of that problem. But in, in this case, with soybeans, we don't have quite as much issues with that. So Iowa State University did a study looking at uh, conservation practices that would encourage beneficial insects. 
as well as help pollinate the crop. And so they were looking at having <clears throat> bees in the soybeans. And they had three examples of research. So there's a short-term Canadian study that said that beans were associated with higher yield in food-grade soybeans. Australian research saying that it demonstrated a yield increase of 10 to 40% in honeybee-pollinated soybeans compared to self-pollinated. And in 2000, That's a lot. Yeah. 40% would be a huge jump. And in 2005, a Brazilian research study compared soybean seed production with and without honeybees and reported 50% yield increase when bees were present. Maybe that's, that's awesome. a tilt research project for next year. Yeah. So Derek, Derek, if you're listening. It'd be hard to do that. I mean, obviously, they must have enclosed the bees. Right. and then, or, or maybe you netted so they stay out of the part. I, well, yeah. or you just do, you know, you put the hives on one end of the field and you right. cut the field in half and you say, well, in general, they're going to stay relatively yeah. close to their hive. Not... I mean, are they going to fly across the forty-acre field? Oh, yeah. Well, if they have access to it, they'll they'll take probably the closer. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying to get the research right. Right. Yeah. That's why there's such a big range of ten to forty percent. It says when they uh, were putting out bee traps, so, um, or well, not putting out bee traps, but uh, he says the team checked the bees and found that twenty to twenty-five percent carried soybean pollen. So as they yeah, netted them or whatever they did to capture them. Caught them in their sweep net. They were able to check what kinds of pollen Happens. were present on the, on the honeybees. So, so yeah, it would be difficult, but you know there's they're in a soybean field at some point, and chances are it's probably going to be the one closest to where you caught the bee, but not necessarily. Either way, it's interesting, and it's definitely so. I mean, there I see ads on Facebook looking people looking for places to put honeybees, um, looking for farm fields. I guess it's not going to be detrimental to your yields, as far as I can see. So right, so to put it by your by yeah. bean field, usually Char- they give you free honey. So Charge rent. It's a good deal. Well, and you you just have to watch out when you're spraying insecticide, right. especially if right. if you have you to spray for to. aphids, you'd you'd want to make sure. If they're your bees, then you protect them. And if they're not your bees, um, you, there's the fieldwatch.org to check. And there are actually some some rules that come with spraying insecticide around beehives. So um, always good to check that out and make sure you notify the hive owner before spraying any kind of insecticides. Doesn't this show that we can get beans, we see how much flowers come on beans, mm-hmm. and then we always say, well, they abort or... You know, we don't get as many pods as we do flowers, and obviously this maybe is a way to hold on to more of those or, or so they don't abort. So it should be a, yeah, it's real interesting. All right. Now we'll move into our egg history minute. Gotta love the banjo. All right. So today we're going to talk about corn breeding. So in early 1908... George Harrison Schull, then at Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory, published a paper with an unimposing title, The Composition of a Field of Maize. This marked the beginning of the exploitation of heterosis in plant breeding, surely one of genetics' greatest triumphs. In his 1908 paper, Schull reported that inbred lines of maize showed general deterioration in yield and vigor, but that hybrids between two inbreds immediately and completely recovered. In many cases, their yield exceeded that of the varieties 
from which the inbreds were derived. Furthermore, they had a highly desirable uniformity. So in a subsequent paper in 1909, he outlined the procedures that later became standard in corn breeding programs. So just like people, inbred not always very good, can see issues, and um, so that's why we have corn hybrids. So we're hybridization back in 1909. Yep, a little genetic diversity. Good. If you like what you're hearing, please visit naicc.org. There you will find an independent crop consultant in your area. Please subscribe to the podcast and um, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and tell a farmer friend about our podcast. And I think if you tell that farmer friend, you're probably going to have to show them what a podcast is. And maybe you could even help them download a podcast player on their phone so that when they're uh, baling hay right now in their big square baler, they could be listening <laughs> to a bunch of uh, our podcasts and others. So, All right. And if you like what you're hearing, too, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. All right. Let's do some current events with Cool Beans, and that's corny. So, Cool Beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right. Today's cool beans is wheat moved higher, corn and soybeans took a little tumble. And this is as of Wednesday, so the 29th of July. At the close, corn was at 315, or September corn was 315, December corn 326. September wheat was at 532. Ooh. So that was a pretty good jump cuz I I know a couple of the, it's I heard in like the 440s 450 for stuff that was coming off in the last week or so. So 532 is a pretty good price. And then soybean soy meal September was dollar 90 lower and oil futures were up 19 cents. So it was cool to see wheat go up during our harvest because we don't see that. Yeah, usually during usually. our harvest, it's the it's the other way. So it was nice. You know, some of these guys that are starting to get it off now, it's like, hey, you guys got something to look forward to, I guess. You don't have much out there. No, we don't. But the guys who have it, I'm sure, are pretty happy they have it right now because the- straw price jo- is still at a exceptionally high watermark. Mm-hmm. So that's our cool beans, and that's corny for this week. Is something a lot of you've probably heard about because it's really taken off the last couple of days in the news. China sending unsolicited seeds to the United States. So strange packages with Chinese writing have been showing up in people's mailbox. Uh, if you do receive them, don't open it, don't plant them for sure, and uh, give them to your contact your local Department of Agriculture. If you go to their website, they'll have details on how you can report this to them. But yeah, nobody's quite sure what the seeds are or what they do. So we don't want to make like want to make sure you don't just throw them away either. Um, so they end up in the landfill somewhere growing. And if it's something noxious, then we're just going to spread the seeds. So um, yeah, another worry is they're diseased as well. Right. So you know, even to say oh, I'll. I'll just take a few and then I'll destroy them or, you know, something like that. But if they are diseased and you let that cat out of the bag, there's no, there's no putting that back. So yeah, it is something that very mysterious. Most of them are labeled as jewelry um, type of things, you know, to make it through customs. I seen one right here. It says gardening supplies. 
um, is what they labeled it. And then some of the pictures that are coming through it, it's hard to tell whether they're stock photos, but most of them seem, you know, real because they say, you know, like Minnesota Department of Agriculture, that kind of stuff. Um, and one even comes here, it has planting instructions um, right along with it, which is interesting. But in English or Chinese? It's in English, but it's quite, you know, it just is like planting. Bad, and bad English. <laughs> bad English. It, and it's not, it's planting introduction, one soil, please choose nutrient. You know, it's it's two watering, Basic. three temperature, four fertilization. Um, you know, so it's it um, it's just kind of an interesting like. Uh, it's just wondering what the scam really is. That's what's kind of odd here. Is what's the you know some of the things say it's to get better reviews for shipping stuff and seeds are cheap to ship or something or you know easy sure um, low low weight so you're not gonna yeah, pay a lot. yeah so but that seems odd and yeah i'm not gonna lie as an agronomist i'm gonna really want to plant these and see what they are <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm sure that's what department of egg probably is somebody <laughs> just checking them in a greenhouse setting so, where they're not gonna are we yeah i was gonna say are we gonna volunteer tilth research to the department <laughs> of ag to do these find out what these are put up a a clean room to to grow them in we have them. We have them set up in here in pots, and we come back, and the roof is off the building because the they just the <laughs> so, giant beanstalk just kept <laughs> kept growing. Checking the beanstalk. Huh? <laughs> and I know uh, this one article mentions that while a lot of the news has said China, there is some suspicion that they may also come from Kyrgyzstan, which is very close to China. Yeah, they so, said it isn't. It's Asian countries in general. So yeah, yeah. So not necessarily directly from China. I mean, scammers are all over. We get Russian scammers, Chinese scammers, American scammers. Just, you know, answer a weird number on your phone sometime like I did yesterday. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> how'd that go? Uh, it was something about my car insurance, I think. Yes. Is it expired? Yeah. yeah. Yes. We've been trying to Warranty? contact you. Warranty? Uh, I didn't get that far. It was mm. just the, as soon as I heard the, we're trying, we've been trying to contact you, I hung hung right this up. This is your final notice. <laughs> we'll tell you that's one, one problem when you, you know. As a business trying to make sure you stay in contact with people and you do get calls from numbers that you don't actually have saved sometimes. Sometimes you answer them and that's what you get. So there you go. If you get weird seeds in the mail that you didn't order, do not plant them. Contact Department of Ag, right? Contact Department of Ag and Consumer Protection. Protecting consumers right there. That's right. That's their job. So where are we at with... GDUs. <laughs> every week, every week I get excited for the horn. <laughs> and Todd loves the horn. Todd, do you practice at home? I, I, I think he does. Been getting better on this. Like app. his his it's wife and kids are just like I can't no, I hear the reggaeton horn no anymore. So in crivets to date, we are at one thousand three hundred and six GDUs. Normals. 1,258, so 48 above normal. Good job, Krivitz. You did it. You're next, 48 above. Next two weeks. Hopefully it's rain. That's all I got to say up there. Yeah. <laughs> Anticipated to get to 1,548, so 1,548. Here in Seymour, where we sit right this minute, to date we are at 1,446 GDUs. Our normal's 1,409, so we are 37 above. Yay. So still, still above normal and next 14 days are anticipated to get to 1703 and then down to sun prairie 
where Bill used to be from. Today I lived. Well, if you lived there, then you were from there. Okay. To date, uh, 1,546. <laughs> come, on. come on, Bill, rep your hood. Get it together. <laughs> Apparently, he did not like, like you. Said like Bill. a I'm year, sorry. year and a half. Like, And he hated every minute. No, of it. it was good. <clears throat> uh, so normal for them is 1,546. So they are exactly Zero. at normal. Yeah, hit that, hit that buzzer. It's crazy to be exactly normal. Huh? Yeah, so for... For Sun Prairie, this is a very typical normal year. For so in COVID, where nothing is normal, it's normal. It's normal down there. It's literally exactly normal. So next fourteen days, they're anticipated to get to one thousand eight hundred and nine GDUs. I uh, I've had a farmer give me this advice. It all comes out to average in the end. So and he's not wrong. Well, and that's the hard thing with an average, though. You can have average rainfall, but if it all comes yeah. in one week, yeah, it's not always a good thing. So there you have it. <laughs> I take that away. I, I knew he was going to hit that again. You know, you know when like the aunt or uncle of a kid gets them like the most loud and obnoxious toy in the world because they know they don't have to go home with the kid that's to play with that toy? That's legitimately happened in our household. That's, that's us right now because we said, Todd, you should get this on your phone, yeah. and then we send him away at the end of the day like well, i guess i'll just have to do what i do with my kids toys and put some tape over the microphone i was gonna say take the battery <laughs> the speaker, i should say not the microphone the speaker all right i'll play the good music so so all right well thanks for listening thanks for being here guys thanks, thanks for having us matt today we talked about us a little bit of background on our pasts in our spotlight we talked about can bees help build soybean yield egg history minute we looked at corn breeding Cool beans, that's corny. We talked about wheat prices moving higher and China sending unsolicited seeds and other Asian countries sending them as well. And our GDU updates, everybody's above normal or at normal, so looks like we're still doing pretty good in that department. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming. <laughs>